Hello, everybody. Good morning. It is Monday, December 10th, 2021. This is Alex, and welcome to our kickoff show where we figure out what's coming up, what happened over the weekend, and what we might care about during today's lunch break. Well, here's some news. This is the last Equity Monday of the year. We are going to be taking a break for the last two weeks of 2021. We do have some special episodes promised. Don't worry. We're not going to leave you all alone. But after this Equity Monday and our Friday Roundup, we will go into stasis for a couple of weeks, recharge, rest, and come back at 110% in January. But first, guys, the news. All right, so the stock market, taking a look around the world, Asian stocks mostly up, European stocks mostly up, and American stocks were set to rise. But while I was writing the script this morning, I did see that the Russell 2000 was looking a little bit weak. So keep an eye on what's going on. We could see a small cap, big cap divide today. And the fact that I'm talking about that is indicative of the fact that things are pretty quiet. In fact, if you want an indication of just how much things have slowed down in the last couple of days, uh, the big business news story involved Peloton, and not because of some macro trend or you know a real terrifying report from some short seller. No, in fact, it was because someone named Mr. Big on a reboot of a show called Sex in the City died during one of the episodes after riding a Peloton. That's what we're down to. It's really the dregs. But hey, you know what? The winter slowdown is not bad. We could all use a break. And this week, we do have the Samsara IPO. So if you care about IoT, we have quite a lot coming up for you there. With that, guys, I think we can talk about the big news. All right, kicking off the big news. Well, the biggest news story this weekend that I was watching was when the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Twitter account was briefly compromised, as TechCrunch put it, and then was used to promote a Bitcoin scam. This, if you're in the US, is akin to, I don't know, Joe Biden's Twitter account saying the U.S. has accepted cryptocurrency as its key currency and is giving some away. Uh, Yes, that would be suspect, given that Joe Biden probably doesn't know how to use a computer. But I will just say that this can have an impact around the world. And it was a very embarrassing moment for Twitter, for the Indian government, and I would say for crypto fans as well. It's not good when the thing you're trying to tell government regulators is going to change the world is being used as a way to extract money from dupes. Not a good look. A small analogy here, just really quickly. If you recall the last couple of years, China's overall regulatory posture towards the world of cryptocurrencies was uh, kind of back and forth, if you will. There would be some bad news and then things would kind of loosen up for a little bit and there'd be some more bad news. And then people would say, you know, is this FUD? Is this actually a regulatory change? In the end, the bears in China, the anti-crypto folks kind of won out. And so I'm curious to see where India goes regarding cryptocurrency next. But I'll just say this didn't help. The other major news story from this weekend is that the Sense Time IPO is off. Now, if you recall, this was going to be a $767 million public listing of Chinese AI companies since time in Hong Kong. A couple of reasons why this matters. One, there is the AI arms race between China and the United States, a very important geopolitical conversation to have. Also, we're seeing Chinese companies stop listing on U.S. exchanges. We're seeing DD delist. There's rumors that Alibaba itself might delist from the American markets, which means that going public in Hong Kong is going to be a key liquidity path for Chinese tech companies. So to see an AI company going public in Hong Kong, pull its listing is a pretty big darn deal. So what's going on? Well, we dug into the company's regulatory filings and we found the note about why it's pulling its IPO. And frankly, because I cannot improve on the official language, I'm just going to read you a paragraph that does include a little bit of a clip in the middle, but you'll see what I mean. Here is what Sinstime said about the delay. On December 10th, 2021, the U.S. Department of the Treasury added Sinstime Group Limited to the non-SDN Chinese Military Industrial Complex Companies list. I love that sentence. To safeguard the interests of the potential investors of the company by helping them consider the potential impact of such latest development on their investment decision, the company, bit of a break, 
announces that there will be a postponement of the global offering and the listing, and the company expects to publish a prospectus later on. So essentially, the U.S. government did a thing, and now the IPO is off. But not all is lost. The company remains, quote, committed to completing the global offering and the listing soon. Now, this matters on a couple of different ways, but I'll just say this. We don't know if the company decided to pull its offering, if the Hong Kong exchange demanded this, or the Chinese government forced it. But I'll just say, not a very good look for the overall Chinese technology market. Now let's talk about a couple of startups, including Fuse. Fuse is an Indonesia-based insurtech startup that announced that it today has secured a $25 million Series B extension round, so an enormous addition to its preceding Series B, plans to use the money to move into countries including Thailand, Vietnam, and other parts of Southeast Asia. Now, what's fun about this company is that it works in the insurtech space. And if you've been tracking the U.S. startup market, insurtech companies have been kind of struggling in the last couple of quarters. So it's fun to see that globally, insurtech is definitely not dead. So what does the company actually do? Well, according to TechCrunch.com, quote, Fuse connects insurance companies with multiple distribution channels and partners to make insurance services accessible and affordable. The last couple of words there are very important. A lot of people around the world don't have access to insurance products at all, or they can't afford them, but making them accessible and affordable, well, Fuse could have a pretty big impact on its own market. And then there's ThirdWeb. ThirdWeb is an interesting kind of hybrid of Web3, which is the broader world of blockchain or cryptocurrencies, and the no-code world. ThirdWeb just closed a $5 million round from a number of folks, including Gary Vaynerchuk and Mark Cuban. So what does it do? Well, it's kind of like essentially allowing creators or folks that make art or music or other things to interact with the Web3 world and build products for the blockchain while not using code. Pretty much it's no-code plus blockchain, which I absolutely adore. Because it does seem to be that a lot of the gains from the crypto world are going more to the developers than to the creators. And that seems to be a little bit backwards. Who should make the money? The folks building the rails or the folks traveling on the rails? Well, I would say the latter. And so I hope that projects like this can really help unlock or maybe broaden the crypto world to more folks. Anyways, there are 500 unique projects currently on Third Web, and the company eventually plans to take a 5% take of secondary sales. So that's kind of an aligned way to make sure the company only makes money when its users do. But I'll just say this, 5% of secondary sales is kind of a future business model. It'll be fun to see how quickly that becomes an actual revenue stream. Just to close this off today, one little thought from me, which is that as the news dies down, there seems to be a greater penalty for making mistakes. Think about the better.com fiasco and the CEO firing all those people on Zoom and how that became an international meme and how he got TikToked for being a jerk and all this. The lesson does seem to be, if you're going to be a jerk, don't do it around the holiday season because there's not that much going on. Imagine if the better.com fiasco had come during, I don't know, YC demo day or an Apple hardware event no one would have paid attention. We can only think about one or two things at a time, and it's lunch and one news event. So Better.com would have been swept under the news rug. But because nothing else was going on, well, it became the story for several, several days. So the lesson here is, if you're going to implode your company or your corporate brand, don't do it around December because everyone's going to make you look extra dumb. Now, just before we go, a couple of very small personal notes for me because uh, I can't. No one can stop me because I had the mic. Ha ha. Equity Monday, this particular episode, has been an absolute treat this year. We made up this idea, I think it's about two years ago now, during the holiday break, Chris and I. And uh, we thought we'd try it out. And now we've done two years of them, so probably around 100 episodes. And that's just kind of crazy. It's an idea that just kind of persisted. And that's thanks to y'all showing up every single Monday and listening as a bunch. So thank you. Also, this is effectively my two-year anniversary of my return to TechCrunch. It was a couple days ago, but same diff, you know? And also, Equity turns five next year in March, and we're coming up on episode 500. 
So, wow, it's just a couple of milestones all hitting at the same time, making me feel very just thankful that I get to do this as part of my job. And the reason why I get to is you. It's all thanks to you. You guys have been showing up for years and years and just putting numbers into the show that we never kind of expected to see. And it means we get to keep doing it. So a big thanks for myself and I'm sure from the rest of the Equity crew as well. We're back Friday morning with our news roundup. And don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. I tweet under the handle at Alex and we'll talk to you Friday morning. And then we're going to sleep for two weeks. Goodbye. 